Laura Johnson here from Tickle.Life, and this is Mindful Sex Ed Back to Basics. This is the podcast where we break up myths and build up facts about sex. And as always, I am joined by my incredible co-host, the Tickle.Life in-house sex educator, Lulu Batista. How are you today, Lulu? Fantastic. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Sorry, a little I'm bit slow on the slow. uptake today. I am very tired. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. Oof. Okay. November. So, yes. November. November is finally here. A time of Thanksgiving nutting all over the place. I've mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed seeing the posts that are anti no nut November. And oh it's yeah, like, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we are pro masturbation, pro sex here. Nut all over the place. Well, perhaps not all over the place. There are some places where you probably <laughs> shouldn't be doing that. Um, <laughs> totally. But uh, you don't really benefit from holding it in. So uh, enjoy yourself, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So today we are answering some popular questions about sex and dating. And... We were inspired to do this topic because there's been a lot of things popping up on social media that are promoting damaging ideas about sex and self-worth, body Mm -hmm. counts, being a high-value man or woman, really. And so we just wanted to clarify some of these misconceptions. Hopefully, you know, you're not necessarily internalizing these messages. I just think they're such, they're just bullshit. Like, it's just... Mm -hmm bullshit so you know i just wanted to reiterate that you are totally worthy and deserving of love great sex joy and respect regardless of your body count your perceived attractiveness like whatever money is in your bank account that none of that matters like you are a human being you deserve to be loved and respected and body count has literally nothing to do with that so exactly um, yeah so we wanted to just address a couple of these questions from our perspective and before we move forward as a disclaimer you know you've heard it before we are not doctors therapists or lawyers and we are not giving out health mental health health or legal advice if you are having any health mental health or legal issues please contact professional care or guidance so with that let's Mm -hmm. get into first sex and dating question so lulu is it okay to have sex on the first date so if that's what tickles your fancy listen make sure you have some condoms internal or regular my internals are far away otherwise i would have showed those as an option as well because it is an option Mm -hmm. internal ones are an option but you know have you a nice little condom if you're going to do some oral play, have one of these My Laurel Amazing underwears so you can get protected and not, you know, do any barrier changing at the moment. But protection, 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 because 
listen, people want to know what they're working with. They want to know if sexually it works. Mm-hmm. It's like you can say you were taking it for a test drive. You can say that. We can say you were on a trial basis. We can say mm-hmm. that. We can say you were interviewing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Some interviews, you know, they want to see if you can actually do the work. Can you perform this task? Mm-hmm. Let's see it. Have at it. Your resume looks good. Let's see if if you um live up to what your resume is talking about. Give us a little give us a little example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's totally fine to have sex on a first date. It if you're interested in doing that, it doesn't mean you're slutty, it doesn't mean you're bad. It and not that slutty is a bad thing anyway, but it it doesn't mean that you're loose. It like all of that stuff. None of those negative. None of the negative things. It's it's ridiculous. And the fact that we're in 2022 still like criticizing body mm-hmm. counts is insane. Absolutely. Because who cares? Because I know I definitely got criticized in my college days, and I was like, "Y'all mad?" Because I actually know how many people I've been with. Rather than the girl over there who doesn't know how many she's been with this weekend, but I've known my entire sexual life who I've been with. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I just, to judge, and and I'm going to say, you know, women here, because usually when, you know, we're criticizing someone about their body count, it's usually women. And... The vulva owners. Vulva owners, yes. Vulva owners. Uh, We're usually criticizing vulva owners. And it's just, it's so lame. It's so lame to do that. I don't know. There's been like this viral video going around, I think, on TikTok of a guy, like, uh, like man on the street kind of thing, just asking people Mm -hmm. like, what, what's the body, like, what would make you, what body count would give you pause or however he phrased the Mm -hmm. question. Mm. and i've seen like a uk version i've seen a u.s version and like these guys have these crazy numbers that Mm. are like very very low and i'm like what is this 1952 what are you talking about listen Um, have every and like when you think about that think about the length of time are you not asking what when did your sexual uh, uh adventure if you will start mm-hmm. you ask me what my body count is what from the last two years from my whole time that i've been sexually active like where is this range at you can't just ask as a general broad question like that and then have nerve even if it was the fact putting up your nose or putting this thing like eh, eh, get away stop go Mm-mm. yeah yeah just like no who cares who cares because it doesn't change the connection that the person you're interested in having sex with it doesn't change your relationship right, right? if they are invested in you they're invested in you whether they've had zero partners or a million partners it doesn't matter right too because and me and my husband had different body counts. His was less than mine. Mine was obviously more than his. And that has nothing to do with where we're at right now because where we were at at that moment was you and I building a connection. Not this past connection you had over here and not your past connection you had over here. Where we are right now. 
Exactly. And you should be focused on being present with your current partner. Mm -hmm. If you're in your head about, you know, do I measure up to someone else that they've been with or whatever, talk to, well, be vocal about that with your partner. Yeah. And not in a, in a way that's like, well, you've had a hundred people. I'm just, in list, I'm just a number on the list. No, mm -hmm. no, no. That conversation should be like, hey, I'm having a bit of insecurity about this. Like, can we talk it through? Right. Um, it shouldn't be filled of shaming. It shouldn't be filled of accusations. And and being honest about your vulnerability is seemingly, you know, more productive than getting defensive and criticizing your partner for their sexual activities that happened before you. Before you. And yeah. if the person is willing to be vulnerable with you and maybe let you know their whole sexual escapades if that's, they, if that's how they feel mm -hmm. don't now throw it back at them in a heat of anger and a oh, heat that's of, a good point you know um get back you know because then did you really respect it ever mm -hmm. if you can bring that up in a malicious way did you ever respect it ever it's like why ask if you can't take it absolutely absolutely i think that's such a great point because yeah to weaponize someone's sexual past regardless of what that is oh man i mean that just that cuts you to your gut like that's mm -hmm. such a horrible thing to do weaponizing any form of vulnerability is a really to me a really bad move when you're having those types of when you're having a conflict and you know you might say something out of frustration or that you regret but don't go to someone's core like that don't go to their to their most vulnerable point um yeah. And, you know, sexual past may not be a, a sore spot for everyone, but yeah, it just if you have information like that, that is in the heat of an argument, like you were saying, that is not the time to throw that back at someone. That's mm -hmm. really, really shitty to do. So I think we, we weaved in and out of that. Uh, <laughs> we went on a couple of tangents, but basically, yeah, if, if you are feeling comfortable and you're vibing and sex seems like something that you are in that both parties or both or more parties however many people are on the state are interested in a rational headspace to make yes. that decision yes and you have protection yeah yeah have yeah. it we would we would a hundred percent strongly suggest mm -hmm. using protection yeah because you know like sure you might be interested in having sex but maybe you didn't have a conversation yet about STI stuff and yes, yes. and going through that. So so you know protect yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. When should I? Okay. So kind of a uh, a continuation of this thread. When should I have sex with someone when dating? Is there a strict rule? The rule is as strict as you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Every book is different. It may be a month for somebody. It may be. 90 days for some people it may be two weeks for someone it may be um five dates it depends on where you're at what your comfortable level your comfort level is for you and the person or persons mm -hmm. to know when is it good for you all when does it feel ready mm -hmm. when do you feel mm, you know what i would like to have that now everyone said oh you should wait you can't Tell a person how to feel in their space. 
you may want six months, they may want six dates. And six dates might not happen in six months. And it may happen in six months. You know, it's just wording. Some people, again, like I said, not until six months, right? Let's use that example. Somebody says, not until six dates. What if they only go on one date a month? Oh, you you didn't wait the six months. I waited six dates. You know, whatever that kind of thing is, you know. So people just look at it however they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think about that 40-day virgin a lot when you think about that. Oh, then they waited, what, 15 days or something, whatever the thing was. And I was just thinking that, yeah. Yeah, 20 on days. On the calendar, yeah. 20 days, right. And so however the 20 dates was accomplished, at that 20th date, he knew that then he was ready. You got to know when it's time, when when it's what, what it looks like for you. And again, like Laura was saying earlier, be vocal about that. Say, have both parties be in agreement in that. Hey, listen, I like you, but I would like to wait until we've done. Bah. I would like it. I would like it until we've gotten each other to know each other for a month. I would like to wait until we've had five dates. Whatever that looks like for you, but commit to that. Also, you know, don't let anybody waver you. If that's how you feel strongly, stand on that. And if they can't agree with it, then they wasn't the person anyway. Mm-hmm. Excellent point. Yeah, absolutely. There is no strict rule. I think the third date rule is probably like the most common thing we hear. Maybe, maybe not for Gen Z, but I mean, definitely oh, I for us growing up. Like I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what the kids these days are. Uh, we got to get we got to get okay. somebody like at least 25 to figure this thing out i think yeah but you know <laughs> like i just feel like our messaging growing up was like this strict set of rules where the third date rule is when you when you have sex and you know how, what was it from american pie like the the body count rule men really oh i did it so much i it's yeah. definitely of its time uh there's a lot of stuff in it that's like ooh, we had a lot of bad thoughts about how to treat um vulva owners in the 90s this is not mm-hmm. great but in the second movie they talk god this is so it's like 20 years old now but they talk about how like for men they're but with their body count you have to divide by three to get the real number and for women you multiply by three to get the real number so if a if a guy <laughs> yeah so if if a guy said that he slept with six women it's really he slept with two uh, like anyway that's all made up but uh, wow. and like the third date rule I think it has come up like just is a pop culture oh thing. yeah 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 um, yeah for sure but that's not written anywhere I don't know where that comes from it it's nonsense you don't have to you don't have to wait for three dates and you don't have to um have sex on the third date if you are not ready like that's just made up nonsense take as long or as little time as you need to feel safe and comfortable with someone and as lou was saying both parties or more parties are on board for whatever sexual activities you're interested and also never pressure your partner to have sex don't do that no because then you're you're violating their boundaries you are violating their consent you're setting up a relationship where the power dynamic is completely off Mm. and so you know pressuring them to have sex and to do things that they are not ready to do 
is not going to be enjoyable for anyone involved. Okay. And it's a, it's a clear lack of respect of your partner, if that's what you're doing. Absolutely, I agree. Okay. Is it bad to have breakup sex? <laughs> it's like what they so what is the purpose right so what what are we doing is that is that the final thing is that the see you never like is that when you bring their box of stuff back to their house and like here's your box of stuff and some See you later, sex. What is a... I feel like that's an emotional fuck in the head, actually. (laughs) Because I'm like, what if the breakup was bad? We're still going to have this breakup sex? Yeah, I think think it it honestly depends on... Like you were saying, like, how was the breakup? There are no hard and fast rules in terms of relationships. Mm -hmm. So do whatever close your boat and with consent etc cetera, etc cetera. but yeah i think it i don't think it's necessarily good or bad but you just want to consider like what is the purpose are you, are you doing this for is it because they want to do it or mm-hmm. you feel pressured to do it right. or do you feel like you're gonna get closure from it somehow or mm-hmm. you know what why do you want to have sex with someone that you broke up with? You broke up with them for a reason, or they right. broke up with you, or it was mutual. For some reason, it didn't work. Maybe yes, it thing should be dissolved. Yeah. So, but maybe it's you broke up because you're better off as hookup buddies, but you're not good as a committed relationship. In which case, mm-hmm. go for it. Like you know, again, that isn't very accurate points. So there again, there are no hard and fast rules, but just, you know, evaluate why you might want to do this. If you're, you know, you're lonely on a Friday night and you just need to, you just want to be around someone. That charity sex that I love to talk about. Let's not have it. Mm. Like, ooh, I, okay. So, ooh, pet peeve, right? (laughs) (sighs) It's like, if you've talked ill about your sexual escapades or job time with someone, why would you now go and do sex because you're bored, because you don't have anybody else? Don't do charity sex. Charities are good to give to when you authentically want to do it. Mm-hmm. Not because you're bored or because that's the only thing happening. If people gave the charity just for that reason, charities would be like nothing. And yeah. that's horrible. And like, and if you would be shit. <laughs> and look, if you're like crawling up the walls horny and you you need some visit Lulu's shop exactly. and get exactly. yourself a nice fancy toy. But exactly. you know, really just like you were saying, Lulu, evaluate what your motives are for wanting to do this. Uh, we know relationships are complicated. Breakups can be complicated. And, you know, if you feel good about that decision and that's you're committed to it and that's what you want to do and your partner is on board for that, fine. You know, it's your life. Do do what you do. And no one should be judging you for that. But if there is other, you know, more negative emotions attached to that, take pause mm-hmm. and reevaluate, you know, and, and see, you see, just see why you would want to do that and if that's going to be the best decision for you 
Right. And that goes and that goes hand in hand on something. Another question that we have there is what are the thoughts on baby daddy and baby mama sex? You know, we're not together anymore. It didn't work out for whatever the many, many reasons are. But then some people use the kids as a bargaining a bargaining chip. Oh, hey, if you come over and give me some sex, I'll let you have the kids a couple more days. Mm. Or if you come over here and give me some sex, and because I know you want to go and do something this weekend, you don't have to have them this weekend, and you know we can work that out. No, like why is you using these kids for sex? Like don't do that. That's don't don't use the children. Yeah, that's highly manipulative. Um, that definitely, like, if you were being, if you are in a position where someone is bargaining your visitation rights with your child for sex, I would go visit. I mean, so much. I was like, if you can, I would suggest trying to get legal advice and seeing like what. If you complain, and then it's really, you know. You may at one at one scenario be like, yeah, 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 it's all good. But if you're complaining about it, it's something that hurts you. You know, yeah. You might have you might have even went along with it the first time, but now it's becoming you know an all the time occurrence. It's really you really trying to get like this thing as a bargaining chip, and it's just becoming a little bit out of control. You know. Yeah. And the person is just not listening. And when you're saying no, they might be getting aggressive or they may be like, oh, well, I'm going to tell the court. They might go to the court and say, oh, you didn't do nothing. But you said it was all good because I gave you the sex. Well, you don't want to give it to me anymore. So I'm going to tell them X, Y, and Z. It's like, don't yeah, do don't don't put yourself at risk for that. If if, you know, your partner is trying to. All right. Not a lawyer. So consult a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Right. But my guess would be that if you are if your partner is using your children children as a bargaining chip for sex and trying to go around whatever custody (laughs) well yeah whatever custody arrangement you have legally set up and they're saying well well we could do this if you come over and blah 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 Mm -hmm. go to a lawyer and be like hey my ex is trying to do this weird thing what can I do? Get legal counsel. Before. I mean, I know that sounds like very clinical and life is not that easy, but. And also, listen, if that's you how think you that they're feel. Gonna be yeah. Right. And if that's how you feel, get it in writing. Like, hey, listen, yeah. I gave you sex on so and so and so in lieu of taking the kids this weekend. I gave you sex on so and so and date of lieu of giving you the daycare money. Sorry, we have to get that. We have to get that down the thing because I've seen it. I watch these things all the time. I'm like, wow, you should have had some paperwork signed on. And even the judge, is like, you should have had them sign a napkin or something, you know, to acknowledge that that's what happened. And so you would have to just go ahead and be like, look, you want these times here? You sign off. Is it lieu of? We doing the bargaining? Is it bargain of? And da 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 da. Listen, if that's what it's gonna have to take, so you make sure that when somebody decides they want to flip the script on you, that you're still good, that you're good. Yeah, yeah. Usually, you know, again, we are not lawyers, and we're no. not trying to give out advice. So consult, uh, you know, someone with actual uh, uh, a degree <laughs> who's licensed for this. This is just this is just good word on the street. Yeah, but you know, you know eyeballing like, our yeah. our understanding of the law is typically when you have something in writing, 
that mm-hmm. you know usually holds up better. Holds yeah, up. and I you know, and if someone is trying to manipulate you with sex, if you say, "Well, you put that in writing," let's see how fast they walk back on that. Okay, you ain't never lie. They were, oh, never mind. You know what? I don't even want sex no more. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you don't. <laughs> so, so bottom line, don't use your children as bargaining chips. If someone is is trying if your partner is trying to use sex as a way for you to see your kids get legal counsel to to clear that up and to see you know if you have any recourse on that because that's that's not okay that's bad for your kids mm-hmm. like it's yeah. just that's really just not a good scenario um for anyone involved in that situation true Okay. Is it okay to hook up with an ex? So this is different than breakup sex. This is you've broken up with them and now, I don't know, a couple months down the road, year or two down the road, you're both single, you see each other at a bar. Do you do you smush or pass? Lulu passes because I don't do sequels. Okay. Lulu does not do sequels. If I was done for you, it's for a very good reason. Mm-hmm. And so we're not going to revisit it. Especially if we was dating I broke up with you. If we was fuck buddies and maybe we lost contact, that's, for me, different. That, that's different. But if we broke up, th- there's no sequel. There's not a, a Halloween 2. There's not a um, Freddy Nightmare 2. There's not a Gremlins 2. None of that's with an addition to. No, no, no. And typically the sequels are not as good as the original. Exactly. There we go. I'm not having it. I'm not mm-hmm. having it. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again. But that's my opinion. That's my thing. I I totally respect that. And, you know, I pretty much agree. You broke I just up feel like you're and... emotionally like, who trying to mess somebody's head up? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You broke up for a reason. <laughs> Sure, and it's not to say that people can't change, they can't mm. evolve, they can't grow. Yeah, um, but think about your motivations. I would also say consider the time factor too. I mean, there's something different than like, oh yeah, we broke up in high school, and then 20 years later we reconnect through yeah. various things. Like, I mean, still okay. not people for me, but yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. But I mean, the, the person you were at like 15, hopefully, is not the same person you are. At 35. She's just more sexually liberated now, but <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, I think teenagers have uh Yeah, but no, I get it. But it, you know what it, I mean? Like it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's just like, ooh, it's hot. Ooh. <sighs> but if it was like a month ago and you just kind of run into each other, that breakup probably oh, is still gonna feel no. fresh. There's oh, gonna yeah. be a lot of emotions involved you know, evaluate why you want to do this again, like, it is is making that decision going to be the best thing for you, for your mm. mental health, you know, are they being manipulative? Are you being manipulative? Like, think about your motivations for doing this. Yeah, I, even, you know, going back to you saying, um, you know, maybe they were high school sweethearts, you know what I mean? And wrapped up in that thing of them and then they lost touch during college. And again, like you said, maybe 15 years later they see each other. It's just like one person may just be in it for the sex, right? And the mm-hmm. other person maybe have never gotten over this thing. And now you've come back and you've gone and 
had a roll in the hay with each other. And one person's like, oh, yeah, I'm good. Oh, it's kind of different. Maybe it's better or whatever. And others like, ooh, maybe we have another chance to be together. And, and this whole thing, emotions, emotions starts to just take over. It's like, woo, and get heavy. And then you can be back in the same place of why maybe y'all wasn't together. Because then it's like, I was just always just looking up. And now you and me in a relationship, I don't want that. Yeah. And so then you I- Go on through the cycle again. I think that's a great point. So, and look, like, realistically, we know that this these things are not always possible to do. But if you can, see if you're on the same page in terms of, like, you know, is this uh, to rekindle what we had in the past? Or <laughs> is this just, like, I'm we're both back for Thanksgiving break and you're a comfortable <laughs> person to be around? Right. But, we'll, you know, when we go back to our separate states... That's it. You know, that's it. Make make sure that you're both on the same page with that and try to have that discussion before you get back into it. Um, because yeah, like Lulu, you know, just as you were saying, emotions are, are could be really heightened. And if mm-hmm. if you are entering or your partner is entering into a sexual relationship with you, <laughs> thinking that this is gonna lead to something more and you're not or your partner's not that interested in going beyond that one special night it's gonna lead to a lot of conflict and mm-hmm. you want to avoid that and you want to make you know you want to be to take care of yourself mm-hmm. it's not bad to want to have something more with with someone else yeah um but if if you enter into it and you know you don't know either you don't know your partner's on the same page as you or you do know that they only think of it as a one-eight stand and you're going to do this to change their mind, that's going to like fuck with your head. So save yourself the grief, try to get on the same page and just make a good, clear decision for what's going to be the best for you and make you feel the best. I agree with that. Okay. So we're, we're talking a lot about exes in this episode, but you know, people have a lot of questions about what to do with an ex. So is it bad to think about an ex when I'm with a new partner? Oh. Hmm. <laughs> mm. Yikes. I, mm. <laughs> it's like, that's such a loaded question. Um, yeah. I feel like, oh, child. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about how I would feel. I mean, how would I know that, right? Unless you accidentally screen the person's name out, then we have to have like a whole conversation. It's like, how would one know that that's what you're doing if you didn't accidentally say the person's name or refer to something maybe that is identifiable about that person? Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe saying, oh, I loved when you did this. And your partner's like, I've never done that. Oh, like, how would your partner know that? And just a in, in a little bubble thing, not me. I think about past times with my current and only husband, just because, you know, he listens. So I'll make sure you don't have I liked how you covered your own butt there, Lulu. <laughs> I do not. I think about no. past times we was younger. Remember we was over here? Remember that fun net? No, no, no. That, that's okay. I can't even think that far back. Sorry. Mm. 
Yeah, I again, I don't think it's I don't think it's good or bad, but you might want to investigate why. Why are mm-hmm. you thinking about your ex when you're with your partner? And right. now your new partner, unless like Lulu, unless uh, it was like what Lulu was saying, unless you're screaming their name in bed, mm-hmm. which is a <laughs> we need to have a conversation. Yeah, I mean, you know, then there's a little bit more involved. But for the sake of this question, let's say that your partner has no idea that you are thinking about your ex. Ask yourself why. Mm-hmm. You know, is it that your your partner is not fulfilling you in the same way that your ex might have are you not over your feelings for your ex like maybe you started dating this person too quickly after your breakup and you just weren't Mm -hmm. fully ready to to get involved in another serious commitment because you're still healing right or maybe they remind you of that person yeah got so wrapped up that oh but oh that is not yeah person Mm. yeah you know because they might be your ex for a reason. So is this person exhibiting behaviors that your ex used to do? That's like, oh, I have a type and it is not good for me. <laughs> you know, or or are you, you know, maybe it's a situation where your ex was emotionally abusive and you're constantly worried that with this new partner, like they have the same triggers Right. So you're going to do something to say those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have to really, you know, go in and say, hmm. But I mean, you know, if you're not hollering the person's name and referring to them after, hey, so and so, you're like, who the hell is so and so? But oh, my bad. It's like, if you feel hurt by it, you know, like Laura said, you have to look at what it is that's bothering you about it. Mm -hmm. You can't hurt nobody that don't know what's happening. Yeah, and and what would be, I think, unfair to do is to constantly make comparisons, Mm -hmm. like, verbally, out loud, between your ex and your current partner. Be like, oh, well, my my partner, my, you know, my ex-boyfriend used to do this thing, or my Mm ex-girlfriend used to do that thing, or blah, blah. And instead of, and in in a way that was, that's like, well, they did it better than what you're doing now. That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Rude. Rude. Yeah, it's rude. And then that also gets into their head. Like, well, if if I'm not living up to your standard, why are you not with this other person? Like, why are you, why did you bother me, basically? Hey. (laughs) You, You know, so I think that if you, if it's really tearing you up, and maybe, you know, you don't want to necessarily go to your partner. I think that's something, like, really to look through in therapy. Like, talk to some external party about that where you can have a clear and rational conversation and maybe investigate a bit more thoroughly why you are continually thinking about your ex. What is it tied to? Or, you know, if you do feel comfortable talking to your partner about that, being vulnerable, you could have that open conversation but not in a way that's like, again, making a comparison in a way that's detrimental to your current partner. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Sounds yummy. <laughs> All right. Do you want to read the next question? I don't enjoy using protection. Is it okay to do this regularly without it? Why? Right? It's yeah. like the first question. <laughs> so, so we're moving, we're shifting into our... Oh, she's okay. 
we're shifting into our listener questions right now. So yes. this this was uh, emailed to Tickle.life. So, yeah. Um, sorry, Lou. Didn't mean to interrupt. Go go mm-hmm. on. You don't enjoy using um, yeah. Like, why? Why mm-hmm. is that? Um, have you not found the right protection? Um, are you allergic to latex? Maybe you need a lamb skin or something sensitive skin kind. Like, what? what is... Have the other person use the internal condom? Like, what is the hangup? First of all, are you doing this with everybody? Is the second thing. Are you getting regular tested? Because you can't just be out here just raw sexing people just at random. That's just not safe. Um, and so if it's if it's like someone that you've been with long term, right? You guys been together. That's a conversation again. Communication. When is that time to say, hey, listen, we've been together some time now. You think, you know, we know we're exclusive. How do you feel about maybe not using protection? I know me and my husband had that conversation, you know, two years in. We're like, hey, listen, it's been two years. How do you feel about that now? We were both like, "Mm, wow, that, you know, because that was our first for us. But we went into that thing together and we had a conversation first. So conversation has to be had because just because you, the other person, doesn't want to do it, what is the person receiving or involved feel? You know, yeah, uh, you can't make the decision by yourself because Absolutely you're not, not sexing or whatever by yourself. Yeah, you gotta figure out like what does that look like really to you? What is the hang up about it? Mm-hmm. Um if it's a regular person, do you feel like you've gone enough time with each other? You've grown enough that you feel like maybe it's time to move in that direction, but a conversation needs to be had. You can just say, I don't feel like it, so I'm not going to. But I can say, no, I don't want the sex, or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, so so like, uh, I'm just going to briefly touch upon when you talked about alternatives to condoms. We have a whole episode on STI protection with Angel Russell, and we walk through all, right. all the different kinds. But yeah, there's latex, lambskin, and polyurethane, mm-hmm. um, which is the alternative to latex, and a little bit easier to find than than lambskin too. So, so if that is something, you know, it like uh, is it Cinder? No, like Goldilocks. Maybe you got to try right. a, a couple of different <laughs> styles to find the one that you like. You know, condom brands have different sizes. One condoms. Mm-hmm. Um, has a whole size chart. Sure, I do. Sure, I do. Um, so it's a bit more unique per penis size and shape, uh, which is really great. So, yeah, f- try to figure that out. But Lulu, t- to reinforce the point that you made, you never ever make that decision without the partner or partners that you are with. So there's a really abhorrent practice that I guess I don't know how common it is, but stealthing. Mm-hmm. Where someone will take off, usually the, the penis owner will take off the condom in the middle of sex without their partner knowing, and then will have sex with them without a condom. Not nice. Not no, nice. and I I believe that is a form of sexual assault. And yes. Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's at the national level, but I, certain states have stealthing mm-hmm. laws. Anyway, you never, ever make that decision without your partner, um, because like you were saying, you may not want to use protection, but what does your partner think? 
Absolutely. Um, because it, it's taken at least two to tango in that area. Okay. And <laughs> y- you both have to be protected. I think, sure, if you're in a long-term relationship and you're not seeing other people or you have a very mm-hmm. closed, fluid, bonded right. polycube, polycircle... I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'm using the the terminology correctly. Forgive me. But if you know, if if you're in a relationship of four people, and you're not going outside of the four people, you know, fine. But that's still a conversation you have with others in the relationship. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. I agree. I agree. All right. And so our last listener question is. How can I have the same feeling that I had while having sex the first time, even when having it later on? You got to bring that old thing back. You got to bring that old thing back. Everybody like a good throwback. You know when you used to just do that little flick, boom, boom, boom? Bring that back. I know definitely for me, like, remember that thing you used to do 10 years ago? You remember that? You remember that thing? Let's have some of that. Mm-hmm. You have to bring that old thing back. It it is true, especially if you've been in a long term relationship. You know, if you've been in it ten years, twenty years, whatever it is. Let's go back to what started this thing. Remember when you just rubbed my back a certain little way, and remember when you gave me forty minutes of this foreplay. You know those things. Bring the old thing back. You know what? Ooh. I know why you're still here. Mm, 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 mm. I still remember that. You look at that feeling. It just takes over you. You're like, wow. I remember. I remember. It was so good. So amazing. <laughs> I I really love that. Like doing some of those early things in the relationship that made it feel like super exciting. Um yeah, I feel like this this question is a little bit open ended, mm-hmm. um, so I'm not quite sure if they mean like the very very first time they've ever had sex, like like right. Madonna touched for the very first time kind of stuff. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know if you want to go back that far, but if it's, <laughs> if it's like, I mean, I don't know how many people necessarily want to relive their virginity, their sexual debut. Over again, I can make a a couple of tweaks though. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, because typically that experience—not that it has to be bad or or not enjoyable—but usually that's not like the best sex you've ever had. Uh, So, so if it's more that you want to like capture the feeling, like the newness, the excitement, Mm. the the joy, maybe the fumbling, like you can maybe do a little bit of a role play or right. Your suggestions were great. Like, hey, do you remember that thing that we used to do that we haven't done in a while? Or, you know, maybe take yourself on a on a date that you used to go to when you first started the relationship, and and mm-hmm. see how things unfold from there. If All it's cute. absolutely, if it's something like maybe you've lost sensation or feeling, mm. like it's more of a physical issue, visit a, a doctor visit your gynecologist, right. uh, right. visit a urologist. Just, uh, that might be something where you need to have some kind of medical intervention. Um, or, you know, if it's, if it's a 
mental, physical thing. You could talk to a sex therapist and they can, you know, help you evaluate why you feel like sex is less enjoyable now. Um, you know, so, so that might be a bit beyond what you're looking for, but hopefully we've, we've given you a, a wide range of different ideas on how to recapture the magic of those early days. Absolutely. Yeah. Bring that old thing back. Mm-hmm. Make it new again. Absolutely. So, Lou, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up today? Ooh. That was a lot. Yeah, I feel like we did a, a good deep dive into a lot of these Oh, questions. yeah. So it's like, woo. Mm. For sure. You know, I feel like, you know, people just have to have a lot of conversation with themselves first. And then with whomever, them ever, everybody ever that they need to talk to and be really transparent and really honest with yourself and with them. Yeah. Yeah. I think transparency, vulnerability, um, compassionate honesty, that's, those are key to having good, healthy relationships. When you keep things bottled up inside, you're not expressing yourself or you're making your partner feel like they can't express Mm -hmm. themselves. Mm Mm-hmm that's going to set up a lot of different problems and you're not going to be on the same page for having these enjoyable experiences. Yeah. So communication is key. I think Mm -hmm. we we say that every episode communication truly is key. And one last time for the, for the seats in the back, if you are having any sort of mental health issue, physical issue, legal issue, go visit the professionals. Right. Yeah. Go visit the people who can really help you through these things. Um, you know, we're sharing our expertise to the best of our ability, but that's obviously not going to be totally unique to your specific situation. So sure, don't be afraid to get help mm-hmm. when you need it. So true. Sure. So true. All right, everyone. So that's all for this episode of Mindful Sex Ed. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have a question that you'd like us to answer, please email us at podcast at tickle.life or reach out to us on social media. We are Mindful Sex Ed Pod on Twitter and Mindful Sex Ed Podcast on Instagram. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. Reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify are particularly helpful in getting us out there. Sharing is caring. And it's absolutely free. So please send this episode or any of our episodes to someone you think would be interested in listening. And lastly, check out all the podcasts on the Tickle.Life network and visit Tickle.Life for all of your mindful sex ed needs. Goodbye, everyone, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.